0: So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. This is a podcast from the South China
1: Morning Post. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Eat, Drink, Asia. I'm Alkira Rhein-Frank. And I'm Bernice
2: Chan. And today we're unpacking some mooncakes for a tasting.
1: So the mid-autumn festival is actually just around the corner. This year it's falling on September. Actually, it's Friday the 13th. But there's nothing spooky about this celebration. It is all across Asia and mooncakes are a must. Okay, let's see what we have here. In this box we have... So Bernice is pulling out. She's got a KFC bucket full of... Small mooncakes, little round mooncakes. This is durian. Oh, yeah. So they're all kind of like round or square, and they're little cakes. Little cakes, but they're
2: pretty dense. They're not like Western sponge cakes. No,
1: this is not a sponge cake at all.
2: This one's really good. It's vanilla flavored egg custard.
3: Ooh.
2: This one is ginger flavored. This one has like different nuts in it, and. Da-da-da-da. KFC! Oh my God. The newest flavor! Chicken? Chicken floss with some nuts in it. Alright, here we go.
1: <laughs>
2: you don't have a very happy face, Akira. Okay?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Can we start this episode? <laughs> <laughs> In Chinese mythology, the moon always has an important role.
2: There are stories about a beautiful fairy who lives on the moon, together with a bunny rabbit and a laurel tree. But we won't be telling those stories today.
1: I do want to hear about the bunny rabbit. Today's story is actually about the mid-autumn festival, when the moon's at its brightest and fullest, and about mooncakes, a must-have staple of the day. Mooncakes
2: are an indulgence, as they can have a lot of calories in them. But a few decades ago, they were even heavier. Chefs used pork lard, a lot of it, which is why the mooncake smelled and tasted so good.
3: But nobody was worried about the health problem at the time because no one had much meat regularly.
1: Nowadays, it might just be a sweet treat for a special family gathering, but the mooncake was once used as a message for an uprising.
2: It was
3: not for food but to carry a message, to tell the rebels when to strike.
2: And coincidentally, centuries later, a bakery in Western District in Hong Kong has protest messages on its mooncakes as well.
1: Our customers didn't come all the way here for the cake. They buy my mooncakes to encourage each other. This is Eat Drink Asia, where we dive into Asian foods that have gone global. Stay with us. The mid-autumn festival, as the name suggests, falls in the middle of autumn on the lunar calendar. It's said to come from the ancient Chinese worship of the moon, and it's also called the harvest day, when farmers would reap the rewards of the season.
2: So we know the moon waxes and wanes, and according to the lunar calendar, the moon is its brightest and fullest and roundest on the 15th day of the eighth month in the lunar calendar. In Cantonese, Yun means round, like the shape, but it also sounds like reunion. And that's why Mid-Autumn Festival is a day to celebrate with family, as the
1: moon is round and families get together. In different regions, people celebrate with different foods, but…
3: The most important thing on this day is the mooncakes. You have to have mooncakes.
2: This is Leung Fai Hong the Chinese executive chef from the intercontinental Grand Stanford, Hong Kong.
3: Regardless of the type, without mooncakes, it's not a complete festival.
2: Born and raised in Hong Kong, Chef Leung remembers how they celebrated the festival when he was young.
3: Of course, as a kid, the happiest thing to do is to play with lanterns and guess the lantern riddles. We would worship the moonlight. You know, just go to an open ground to thank the moon for the day. The moon is especially round on that night. We thank it for the mooncakes.
2: He said something is missing now. As shops start selling mooncakes months before mid-autumn festival, mooncakes are available everywhere. So the special moment to celebrate with mooncakes for that day is gone.
3: We used to long for the festival. For the mooncakes, now that festive vibe is gone. Many shops make mooncakes all the time. We forget when the festival actually is.
2: So the mooncakes we've just been trying are called mini mooncakes, and the circumference is a little bit bigger than an Oreo.
1: Yes, but they have a lot more calories than an Oreo. Don't tell me. (laughs) A mini mooncake... Uh, will probably set you back about 300 calories where like a family size or a regular size moon cake, which would be maybe the size of a like a slider bun or slightly smaller than like a mcdonald's cheeseburger that's going to be setting you back around 700 calories so you're going to have to really love these too but you're not eating the whole thing by yourself well you're not maybe yeah. i am but yeah so that's definitely something to to consider when eating a eating a moon
2: But as many calories as these mooncakes might have, Chef Lung told me that the ones he had as a kid were way
3: worse. People were poor. We liked to use pork lard to make mooncakes. But everyone loved it. No one was worried about health because none of us could afford meat often at the time. People preferred fat pork as it feels more filling.
2: There were only a few kinds of mooncakes back then. The most common fillings are nuts, lotus seed paste, and bean paste. Now there are so many different kinds like there's Cantonese style, Suzhou style, Taiwanese style, and Beijing style. And we don't want to confuse you, but just so you know, there are various types of mooncakes and they can look and taste very different.
1: And you actually got to go try make mooncakes, didn't you? Where are we now, Bernice? We're in the peninsula Hong
2: Kong in the Chinese restaurant called Spring Moon. And what are you doing here? We're learning how to make mooncakes today, the special Peninsula egg custard mooncakes. Good morning, everyone. First of all, I would like to welcome everyone to the mooncake workshop today. And I would like to introduce to you our Michelin star chef. Right, so I went to this mooncake workshop with our producer Yang Yang in the peninsula Hong Kong to learn how to make their signature egg custard mooncakes. The fillings and the dough were pre-made for us. What do we have? So, here?
3: have the walnut flavor. Walnut. The tigonyan, the ticcognac. cinnamon.
1: Cinnamon flavor. Yeah.
3: And the English breakfast tea. English
1: breakfast. Tea.
2: And
3: the tra- traditional egg, egg, egg custard. Yeah.
1: So how do you make them? So first, you
2: flatten the dough with your hand, and then you take the filling and wrap it in the dough like a ball, and then you roll it into a cylindrical shape, and then you push it firmly into the wooden mold.
1: Are you ready? And knock it out.
2: So you knock on each side of the paddle once, and on the third knock, a perfect round, cute little mooncake falls into your palm. Did yours fall out perfectly? Of course!
1: Wow. But why am I not seeing any of the mooncakes you made here? Because they were made fresh, so they don't last long, so we have to eat them right away. So I never got to taste them. That's what I wanted. I wanted to see Bernice, the master mooncake maker.
2: Tang Chi Kung is the Chinese culinary advisor at the peninsula Hong Kong. He's been a chef for 50 years, since he was 15 years old.
3: It's been 50 years. Experience does not lie. Young people are great with their cool ideas. But all men rely on the experience.
2: So I asked them why we eat mooncakes in the mid-autumn festival.
3: As far as I know, long time ago in the Yuan dynasty, when the Mongolians were ruling and oppressing the Han, the majority in the central plains. So there was a person wanted to lead an uprising.
1: We checked. That was the Hongwu Emperor, who was the founding emperor of the Ming Dynasty in 1368.
3: But anyway. It was difficult for him to gather men to arm, so he sent mooncakes on the Mid-Arm Festival. It was not for food, but to carry a message. The mooncakes looked inconspicuous. But when you cut it open, there was a note inside to tell the rebels when to strike.
2: He told us that when he was a child, People weren't well off then, and mooncakes were important gifts for friends and family. His parents would pay for their order of mooncakes like a mortgage. They would pay a monthly fee of 10 or 20 Hong Kong dollars to the bakery so that they could have their boxes of mooncakes by mid-autumn festival.
3: We didn't have much money then, so we pay our mooncake mortgage each month. It wasn't much, just 10 to 20 dollars every time. But after a year of paying a little each month, you can pick many boxes of mooncakes of different flavors, just like you take out a car mortgage.
1: Now that is some dedication to mooncakes. But I can completely understand they are delicious, so you've got to think in advance. Of course.
2: Now we just eat it as a sweet treat for this special occasion. But interestingly, in the midst of the Hong Kong protests that erupted in June, mooncakes are again used to send
1: a message. For months, Hong Kong's protesters have taken to the streets to impose an extradition bill that the government has now suspended. I think the government needs to listen to the people and do what they need to do. This is Naomi, who runs Wai Tung Bakery in Western District in Hong Kong. For years, the shop was just a neighbourhood bakery where people would go for their breakfast or afternoon snacks. But that was until the bakery started stamping messages on their freshly baked mooncakes. The mooncakes are the same. We just stamped the popular lines from this year's protests on them. Some positive lines include no withdrawal, no retrieval. And Hong Kongers, we hand in there together.
2: The bakery's business has since soared. And the small family-run business needs to make about 600 mooncakes every day just to keep up with demand.
1: I have never seen anything like this. I'm really glad and moved by the solidarity. Our customers didn't come all the way here for the cakes. They buy my moon cakes to encourage each other. So, Benice, how do you celebrate Mid-Autumn Festival? Well,
2: here in Hong Kong, I get together with my relatives and we have a nice big dinner. And then for dessert... We pull out the moon cakes, slice them all up like we just did now, and we each sample them. But when I was in Vancouver, there was one year where my mom and I had dinner, and then after dinner, we went to this park nearby and we saw these little Chinese kids with their adopted parents. So they've been adopted from China. So it was really cute seeing these little Chinese kids with their parents. You know, they're having a kind of picnic, but it's in the evening. And they have their moon cakes, and they're admiring the big full moon. I remember the moon was just absolutely huge. And it was just really nice to see that.
1: That's so sweet that they were still holding on and celebrating their heritage in Canada. So that's pretty much all we have for today's episode. Hope you have a wonderful mid-autumn festival.
3: 中秋節快樂 Fai La.
1: Next episode, we're going to be heading to the Philippines. And it's because we're looking into spam, which is American, but it's huge in the Philippines. Then went all around Asia. Check in with us next episode.
2: This episode is produced and edited by Yang Yang. And we want to thank Leung Fai Hong and Tang Chi
1: Kung and our intern, King Wu. If you want to ask us about a dish or a drink, tweet us at Beijing Calling or at Alkira Ryan Frank. Eat Drink Asia is a monthly podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Shimalaya. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcast. Until next time, happy eating.
0: Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict.